Loretto, the 2020 Wellness Summit virtual experience was a hit with the hundreds of attendees that joined us online from all over the country. Oh, it was MP. Linda said, my first summit. Thanks so much and loving the outfits. Bronwyn Lacer said, epic. Cheryl Rennie said, thank you for a fabulous summit. It was my first one, but already I can't wait for the next one. And Vivian Derwent said, brilliant as always and all from the comfort of my own lounge room. So the question I keep getting asked, MP, is what happens in 2021? Well, Bretto, the answer is no one really knows. But we do know that there will be a wellness summit. If not in person, then another edutaining virtual experience. Yeah, that's right, MP. And we've released a small allocation of just 100 tickets to the 2021 Wellness Summit. And you can join us for only $97. And the best news is your ticket is fully flexible. So join us in person if you can make it. Or join us for a virtual experience if you can't. Or if we're not allowed to. Whatever the case, the 2021 Wellness Summit promises to be bigger and better than ever. Yeah, MP, and after Queen in 2019 and Gloria Gaynor, Hugo Weaving and Guy Pearce in 2020, everyone wants to know who will be the closing act in 2021. Well, Bretto, you have to do what everyone else does. Register to find out. Oh, I'm in. 100 tickets, folks. Only $97. Get your tickets now at thewellnesssummit.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you. And as always, for episode number 393, we are approaching 400 Not Out. It gives me great joy to shoot down to Melbourne to the premier wellness expert in this country. He has just given a presentation to L'Oreal. He is all suited up. He's kitted up. He is looking suave. He is Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, brother. Hello, brother. Great to see you. Looking fresh as a daisy up there in Byron Shire. Relaxed, tanned, bronzed, fresh, haircut. Press I'm feeling t-shirt. good. So good. I bet it's like 27 degrees or something like that up there, is it? Yeah, it is nice. I won't. I won't deny it. But I haven't pressed a t-shirt in probably 20 years since I was when I was 19, <laughs> probably trying to impress a girl. You don't so. need to because it's so warm up there that the creases of the t-shirt just iron themselves out. That's what's going on. <laughs> we feeling it. We know. We know down here oh. in uh, BF Idaho in uh, Melbourne. <laughs> we know what's going on. We want to be up there. That's where we'd prefer to be up with you. Oh, I'm telling you. It's a... um, Guarantee it. Yeah, it's... uh, I just... Yeah, I'm just... I think a lot of us, I'm sure... Everyone outside of Victoria, I think, is just hanging, just wanting the world to be a bit more normal, which I imagine for Victorians is just... it's That would just be in on steroids. Like, you must just be so... You just got to be absolutely hanging, don't you? Hanging. 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 Hanging, hanging more than a sneeze from the back of a mask. I got to tell you, like, hundred percent hanging. So excited, can't wait. You know, oh it's just it's tough being dragged along. You know. Anyway, let's not talk about it. Let's talk about yep. other stuff because I'm sick of mediocre, um, and I want to. I want to be better than that. Sick of it. You're not mediocre. I think um, it's been bubbling away in my mind for the last two or three weeks. A conversation that one of our loyal listeners and viewers. 
and supporters, uh, Peter Lennon brought up um, in a Facebook Live I did, I don't know, three or four weeks ago. And he's probably on every episode, Pete, in terms of Facebook Live. And given Murphy's Law being one of the universal laws, he won't be on today. Um, But I want to raise this conversation about the word mediocre and is it a a bad word? And as you know... um, I've written a book and I'm just about to release it to the world. Just, I'm just quietly, I just started taking pre-sales on Monday at a talk Woo. I was giving because I thought, stuff it, got to put it out there at some point. And just, I just made a little one pager just to go. All right, if you like what I'm talking about, there is a book coming. I'm like to think people will have it by Christmas. But the reason why I tell you this is because you get to this point and you start going, well, am I really, am I really going to print this? And there has been feedback, which has been given very lovingly, that some parts of the book, for want of a better term, lack empathy. Um, and one of those, one of those terms, this was about six or eight weeks ago, was I have references in the book to the exceptionals. Uh, and for eight or nine drafts of the book, I had references to the mediocres. Now, people that know me, aren't offended when they read it because they know me but I give that manuscript to someone that doesn't know me and they think I am a dead set prick <laughs> because it it just it comes across as a <laughs> sledge a knob, sledgehammer You're not a prick or a knob but <laughs> no but this is the the really interesting thing and so it makes me wonder um the term mediocre yeah um is it a good or a bad word and I thought we could talk about this because there are people at the moment that are having to not have the quality of life that they would like to have, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and how, yeah, where do we go? So, yeah, what, what do you think? I mean, you've got the manuscript. You've read a um, big chunk of it. So, you know, I'll just ask I you. I read nearly half of it um, and not because I wanted, I felt like I needed to stop. It's just that I felt like I needed to read my book that I had to study. Yeah, the one that <laughs> so we talked about, yeah. That I had to get done. So, that's the reason. I'm going to continue to read the rest of it. I absolutely love it. It's an easy read. It feels like when you read this book that Marcus is sitting there with you reading you a bedtime story. You actually have to read it fast because that's how he writes it. He writes it fast. So you got to read it fast. And then it sounds like Marcus is speaking at you, which is great. It's really it's so nice. You sit there with a little you know, latte and CPC um, and you um, and you feel right at home. It's nice. So I, I really enjoy it. I really, really enjoy the book. So, Marcus, well done, well written. Thank you. I was one of those people that kind of pulled up a bit rough with the whole concept of uh, – the concept of mediocres, people being called out as being mediocres. Now, the idea of living a mediocre life um, doesn't appeal to me. But for what we might identify as being mediocre, someone might identify as being exceptional. Mm -hmm. And so I then thought, well, maybe we shouldn't be labeling people. You shouldn't be, not we, you shouldn't be labeling people mediocres because anybody is an exceptional in their own mind. Everyone, every every human being is an exceptional, 100%. This is it, right? Yeah. Exactly. Now, regardless of where you scale people as being mediocre or exceptional, if you label someone as mediocre, it means that you're saying that they're not as good as the exceptionals. But that could be as good as what they want. Let's say, for example, they live in a shack in Byron Shire, um, not in Mullumbimby and not at at, at Byron Bay Town Centre or wherever the big, really expensive places are where Chris lives. Water goes. Oh, Broken Head. Broken Head, yep. 
let's say they want to just live there and they want to live on small amounts of income and that's their exceptional life. That's exceptional. Yes, yes. Imagine they can afford to go to Little Ikaria every single week on a Sunday afternoon, go and drink some red wine, eat some dolmadis, uh, a little bit of uh, lamb. Lucamadis, zucchini croquettes. Zucchini croquettes, like all that sort of stuff. And they have an Icarian experience in Byron Shire, but they live in a little, you know, cubby house somewhere. Um, and a, that's tiny house, a tiny house, a tiny house. Tiny house. What's wrong with that? I think that's exceptional. Right now, I would kill for that. <laughs> I'd, I'd be there in a second in a heartbeat. So um, for me, like I think I don't, I wouldn't want to call out somebody as being mediocre. I like the idea of acknowledging that a word exists that mediocre or mediocrity exists, um, and that could be something that people want to move away from. But I don't think people should be labelled as mediocre based on a set of criteria. Yes, this is good. This is good. So for those people that are going, what are you guys talking about? The term the mediocres was in the book and it's no longer in the book. So the term is now only only referenced as the exceptionals. But the mm-hmm. term mediocre um, was still felt to be a part of me. I just little lows. Uh, part was was still felt to be somewhat heavy handed. Um, and I mm. feel, and this is what I'd really love to talk about, is mm. that the word is very subjective. So for some people, I feel like they want to actually say simple, like a simple life. Like other t- people might want to say an ordinary life, but an ordinary life can be extraordinary. So we find the extraordinary in the ordinary because the sunshine happens every day or the sun rises every day some people might call it ordinary or simple but it's actually exceptional when you really really think about it like it's freaking amazing that that happens um yeah so i wonder and even just i'm just wanting to get a feel of where society is at in its definition of mediocre because in the conversation that pete lennon and i had what we realized is that pete really means simple when he says mediocre so he says i talk to my kids about um, enjoying a mediocre life, but he's not saying it as in spending more money than you earn, um, eating a terrible diet, uh, not exercising or having any movement that you love, uh, being socially unengaged, you know, uh, not not having any fulfillment in your work, which is really all of my definitions of, of mediocre. He's actually yeah. talking about finding fulfillment in the simple parts of life. So what we both realized was he actually means ordinary. And my question to you, great man, is do you think that society, this is almost, you know, this is a selfish question because I'd love to know the answer. Do you think society sees the word mediocre defined as ordinary or mediocre defined as below, like subpar, average, yeah. um, not enough? Well, we've got some listeners, we've got some watchers and listeners right now. So I'd love for them to join in. So we've got Lozzie there, uh, Wendy, Robin. Um, Sandra, we know that you're all there. There's other people that are watching that haven't written anything. So Xantha, um, Yota, Luca, um, and oh, that might be how all you, that I can see, all see these watching right now. This is amazing. But, um, what would be cool to know is what you guys all think because um, we'll read all that out. But I think society sees mediocre as being below par. Mm-hmm. That's good. Like, good answer for me then. Subpar. Not just easy or... Um, you know, laid back or simple, I think a simple life is different to a mediocre life. Yep. You know, like if you said, oh, I'm living a simple life, you kind of go, cool, good for you. But if you say, oh, I'm living a mediocre life, they go, oh, you poor thing, yep. that's not good. Okay. You know, so it's there's a, there's a connotation to it. 
because I, I would love people to, you know, I, I term it when you and I talk about life, uh, ikareering your life, which is simplifying your, your life. Like when I hear people going, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've cut all of this out of my life and now I'm just focusing on this. It's like, oh, it sounds so nice and simple. So I, I feel like simplicity is the key, a major key mm-hmm. to living a great life. Um, mm-hmm. mediocre. If, if if we use the term mediocre, like a mediocre marriage or a mediocre social life, I I feel like people would go, no, I don't want, I don't want that. But if we said simple and fulfilling, I think most people would go, yes, please, like give me simplicity, give me fulfilling. See, to me, that's exceptional, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, that's exceptional. But that is different to the word mediocre. Yes. Yep. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, Lozzie says subpar is how she views it. Yep. And Robin says, I'm not a fan of the word mediocre. I feel it's subpar. Yeah. A simple life, on the other hand, is appealing and doesn't feel like an insult. Yeah. And I agree with Robin there. Yep. You know, I feel like mediocre is um, is a judgment. Yep. That's it. So, okay. So, now we move on to the next the next big question. And again, this is yep. very self self uh, indulgent because- I had 80-odd references to the word mediocre in the book. And you got a booger running down your nose. you got a big booger running I've got down something. Your I can feel it. <laughs> Quick, get it. Get it. Quick, before it runs out. <laughs> there's, something, there's something escaping that out of my nose. Just screaming I don't know what it is. Cave, that, one, that one was screaming. Out. <laughs> Sandra goes, my thoughts on mediocre is just living a day Living day to day with no big goals or dreams, simple to me is different to mediocre. Yep. There you go. Cool. My thoughts of mediocre is just living day to day with yep. no big goals or dreams. Yeah. And it's kind of like just yep. existing. So, yeah, simple and fulfilling is what I strive for, is what Loz says. And I think many of us would be the same. I think that's exactly right. We don't put a lot of value in the word mediocre. This is Wendy Stewart, sorry. I don't really put a lot of value in the word mediocre, I think as yep. long as we are living to our best potential, then we are living an exceptional life, 100%. So, yes. So, uh, that's why I wouldn't good. want to judge somebody or label them as a mediocre. No, but I would like Because someone... a mediocre person is not going to pick up your book. No. Well, well, okay. So, here's the thing. In order for something to change in your life, mm-hmm. in order for not you but just human nature, yes. we want to feel... A level of like there has to be a gap, a void. There has to be some pain. It has to be uh, like at the moment, just to be fully, completely transparent. I know I want, I want more. I want to move more. I want to exercise more. And I'm wondering, do I want to get back into running? Do I want to get back into cycling? Uh, I know I want to sweat. I don't want to do like a you know hard anaerobic. I know I want to do some aerobic. Yeah. Uh, but the pain has to be again like if you're pain or pleasure. I am more like uh pain based. So yes. in my own in my own uh headspace, uh sorry for the sniffles, something has to be mediocre enough to go, this is not good enough. This is not who I am. This is not me, the best version of me. As Wendy said, this is not my best potential. Like at the moment I'm not living my best potential from a movement perspective. I have more mediocre Can I, can move- I pull you up? Can I yeah, pull you yeah, up? yeah, absolutely. This is because this is this is very good. Because what I think happens when people do that, when they wait for um, dissatisfaction to arise or arrive, which is what you're talking about, right? You're yep. Going, yep. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not happy with this, right? You run away from the problem, not towards a solution. 
you're not you're not running towards something that's better. So you're not aspiring to achieve. You're running away from being mediocre. So it's it's harder. Yeah. Like it's harder to run away from something than towards something. Well, this is the yeah. This is this is the this is the uh, the crux of it. And I think all of us have a different. We're all on one side of the fence here. Are you away from or towards too? Because I know, Damo, I am definitely way more. For want of a better term, pain based. I am very, mm-hmm. I am very like, if I pull out my goals for the next period of time, they're all towards. They're not like, um, don't do this, don't do that. You know, they're not, they're not pain based. If that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. but it's the same. Like I use this conversation, I use this example a lot in terms of away from and towards too. In in the paper, everything that we see in the paper is God. very much away from. It's never away towards from. too. And 100%. I wonder. This is what Daniel Andrews is doing. Yeah. It's away from. Yeah. Never towards. You know, he kind of he dangles the three week thing, um, <laughs> but says if you do something right now, I'm going to fine you an extra five thousand bucks. So, <laughs> and so you don't want to get that fine of five thousand dollars. So yeah. you behave accordingly as opposed to look forward to better days. You yeah. know. So there's a slap, and and I don't respond well to that. But so you're right. Some people do respond well to that, Piercy. Yeah. So. Um, well, so the, the conversation I often say is if you, no one buys the paper when it says it's 21 degrees outside, it's a beautiful day for a picnic, like which is very much a pleasure, if we're talking pain, pleasure, away from, towards to. Uh, mm. Most people, not, not all, but most people are more away from than towards to. Mm. Unfortunately, news is the perfect example because, again, as I've said before on this episode, if it bleeds, it leads, which is very much away from. <laughs> we... we that's how the news sure. works, and that's how, mm-hmm. unfortunately, again, mm-hmm. if the saber-toothed tiger is there, ready to yes. eat you, that's away yep. from. Not many people fight the tiger. They're gonna. Run, most people are gonna run away. Uh, still get eaten, yep. by the way. Um, but <laughs> not unless you're really quick. <laughs> not unless you're demo. <laughs> <laughs> so I think this is the like just to just to give people the idea. The book is very empowering. It's very much based on exceptional rather than mediocre. I thought there would be more references to mediocre than there are. If there's 300 pages in the book, the word mediocre now comes up, I think, 60-odd times or 40 times. So it comes up probably once every five words, but every five pages. But I did replace the word mediocre with average because uh-huh. what the feedback was is that people can actually relate. They don't feel, I think Wendy used the term insult, and I think this is really important, and you use the term label demo. The word mediocre, there is some, not defensive is not the right term, but many people just in society are happy to say that they feel average in an area of life. Like, mm-hmm. I just, yeah, it could be that you feel like you've, you know, work's just okay or your health's just okay, but no one would ever actually say it's mediocre. Mm-hmm. You know? True. So, true. Anyway. I, so, can I just quali- qualify this? Yeah, um, I'm just gonna just gonna I mute like whilst the, I do this. W- the use of the word mediocre, I like it. Like, I I think it's good. I, I think it describes uh, well what what is subpar, right? So definitely, I would say that. Um, the word average can be used in two ways, like the average. Wage is. Or, oh yeah, you know, yeah, 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 um, yeah. The average lifestyle or the average lifespan is blah blah blah. It's kind of like the middle ground, you know. But mediocre is not middle ground. Like mediocre is below par. So I I see that they're two different words, and I like the use of the word mediocre, not the label 
the mediocres. And so yeah, 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 the yeah. removal of the label of calling somebody a mediocre person um, is different to uh, you know giving them an, another term. So mm. uh, I think the use of the word mediocre describes the situation beautifully that is subpar. It's not that good. You could be doing better, blah, blah, blah. But to label somebody a mediocre um, uh. because they're not <laughs> exceptional um, is more uh, insulting. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. It's just kind of funny because I feel like if anyone, um, <laughs> as I said, people that know me and read the book, they wouldn't feel offended because they could hear, like you said, you can hear me talking when you read the book, which is a great thing yeah. when you read a book from someone that you've listened to. But if yeah. someone bought this book, uh, like if so, like I'm, I'm doing version nine at the moment, if someone bought version version seven or six. At a at an airport in Hong Kong, and they read the book. <laughs> they would go, "This guy has this some guy? nerve calling calling, calling people the mediocres." I bet uh, he lives in Byron Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So um, anyway, I'm a, I'm now just looking for for terms of when I when I use the word average, but a lot of the times they're actually more like, yeah, just uh, the average age is 74 years of age, whatever, whatever. Um, yeah, but it's, I'm glad that it feels like with people that it actually um, brings up conversation because more than anything, like even if the book does offend, more than anything, if it, right, if it, if it brings a conversation uh, to a point of discussing standards in life, then that's great. And the message of the book is definitely not you've got to earn a million dollars and live in you know some beautiful part of the world the, the key is you if you live if you earn thirty thousand dollars a year in Australia and you love your life then game over you win well done bang, bang. like that's tick. it tick uh, the key is actually just writing the script what what do you want in each of the eight areas of life what's yeah. what's exceptional for you um, yeah. and what's yeah what's your set point because I think really yeah. more than anything a lot of people just haven't asked that question of themselves in the the eight ingredients of life, they would do it in one or two, whether it's career or family, uh, but but forget or just not not know to to ask those questions of themselves in in other areas of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. Well, I think <laughs> this is important. Like, I think this is a good little chat. It, you know, it, it just irons out a few little crinkles. I bet you're gonna have to write now your tenth version. But um, <laughs> no, nah, this has been very confirming. I, I'm very happy with the tone of the book. It's very, it's very, it's far more empowering than it was a month ago. Everything really? that you've said it's and everything unbelievable. Oh no! Honestly, like the last hey, two if weeks. Anybody wants a copy of the original manuscript? Manuscript. <laughs> All right. See, David. Okay. Hey, that's too good. That's too good. I could, uh, I could look at your way. <laughs> you even want to have a little leaked version of the manuscript? Hey? <laughs> Oh, I could bootleg that oh, one. That oh, is yeah. so take good. that down to Office Works and photocopy that. Oh, a few times. I'll tell you what, absolutely. You could take it down to the Daily Mail and just show them how much of a prick this guy was. Look that what I, look <laughs> when, what I found. Wendy Stewart wants a copy of the original. Um, <laughs> anyone that was would be <laughs> unfortunate enough to receive that gets a hundred and twenty thousand word. You've got the long one. You've got the long, long version. This one will fit. Good. This one will fit into a nice size book. You know, it's a real science, this book stuff. 
15 centimeters by 23 centimeters, two centimeters in from the edge, certain sizes. I'm looking at the bookshelf going, you know, no more than 500 grams or else you're paying through the nose for postage. It's like, gee whiz. Wow. You know, it's really starting to do my head in. So is my nose, but anyway. <laughs> that's doing your nose out. That's doing your head out. <laughs> like you're leaking brains. You're learning so much, you're leaking brain. Cerebral spinal fluid <laughs> pouring out through the nose. <laughs> I'm glad that you're okay watching uh, snot dribble out of my nose compared to if I had a piece of chocolate here, that would do your head in. But snot coming out of my nose is actually a lot more acceptable for you. Um, that's too funny. Now, uh, what's Wendy saying? did actually have another comment. And just before we finish up, let's just make sure we cover off of Wendy's uh, other comment. Everyone's version of an exceptional life is different. And as long as we live authentically, Big word for you, Wendy. Uh, we're living our best life, <laughs> in my honest opinion. Purple heart. There we go. That's it. That. That's it. Everyone's a unique, exceptional human being, and you just define <laughs> what it is for you. Uh, That's right. That's right. Yeah, well done. Absolutely. Uh, PC, good little chat. Good little chat. I'm glad we brought up that word mediocre. I think it's important. Um, good thing for people to ponder. Um, think about it. You know, Maybe if you feel like you're living your life subpar, um, don't label yourself as a mediocre. Say, okay, am I running towards or running away? Like, what am I going to do? What's yeah. going to be different? Do I drink red wine, you know, 10 times a week from now on? Um, or are we going to drink it, you know, five times a week from now on? You know, just maybe think about what it is that's going to improve your life. You're running away from disease or running towards health and well-being. Mm. Are you running towards 100, not out, or are you running away from dying early? You know, so just think about what it is that you're wanting to achieve. Well done, Damo. Well done. Now, I'll put the link in the comments for anyone that wants uh, a pre-order. Anyone wants to pre-order the book. It should be in people's hands by Christmas. That is the plan. Uh, Wendy Stewart is very... Um, no, she's not taking offense to your terms, Damo. She's very... Just she explaining... I'm, she that thinks I'm cheeky. She has a lot of big words in her vocabulary. Um, yes. And they're yeah. all French. And... And they're definitely not in the Hawthorne theme song because there's no big words oh, in that. Oh, they're not going to hear that until 2021. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks for listening, Damo, and thanks to all of our uh, viewers and Facebookers and, and 100 Not Out community members for having this conversation. I think if we're going to live the 100 Not Out lifestyle, I think we do want to be running towards exceptional. I think that is the key. I think so too. Thank um, you, PC. Thank you, Legend. Now, folks, for all things Damien Christoph, head on over to damienchristoph.com myself marcuspierce.com.au uh, hey question yeah go question if people order yeah pre-order yeah will you personally sign it for all of those people that pre-order <laughs> if they want it yes I'm, yes of course they do yes absolutely I think you should I think I that's a great thing to do I, I will think, I think everyone who pre-orders one of Piercy's books can have a love note I will send everyone a love note. I will a put a, a I, love yeah, note. I will put a love note in everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. In old media days, this is before social media. Um, you know, I had the the great fortune of meeting a lot of high profile, largely sports people, but entertainers and the rest. And you know what my pet hate was when yeah. a colleague would go up. I must have been pretty highly strung, but a colleague would go up, stop what they were doing, regardless of how busy we were or how close to deadline or what was going on. And go and ask that person for their autograph or a photo on their old dodgy digital camera or whatever. Um, 
And so I've got to think, if, if people would like it though, if, if they think it's good, then I'm very happy. I'm very happy to put, to pop it in. I think that's, if you think it's a good thing, sign, yep. Yeah, mate. I'll do it. Yeah, totally. For anyone that pre-orders, I'll write a personal love note. A to, love note. Yep. I'm yep. in. I'm in. Good. All right. Done. Done, done. I'll pop it in the comments. Um, good. I love our tribe. I love all of the comments here. Peter Lennon's going to be very annoyed that he uh, wasn't a part of this episode. And Debbie Bunyard, who's had all of these birthday references, didn't get it sung because she's not here to have it sung too. Um, More important things to do. I think we should have a, a little segment each week. If it's your birthday, let us know. And our dulcet tones. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, actually. Oh, maybe just one verse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the hip hip array bit. The hip hip array. There you go. Uh, too good. All right, folks. We love you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. And oh, next week, Gene Kitson. I know we said it last week, but Gene's had to just shuffle back a couple of weeks. But Gene Kitson next week for probably the funniest episode of 100 Not Out. Until next week, folks. May the rest of your life be the best of your life. Take care. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.